Hi everyone, it's your girl Anne with an E and welcome back to another episode of the Root of the Science podcast. Today I'm very excited because this is the first inaugural Root of the Science podcast where I actually have a guest with me and I'm very excited because today I have a lovely guest and her name is Sharon McGarry. Sharon is a Zimbabwean-born PhD candidate who's based currently in South Africa. She's studying at the University of KwaZulu-Natal and her research is based on human excreta fertilizer. I'm sure you're all like, what is that? So this will give you, this interview aims to give you in, insight on what that is. So stay tuned and... <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. Sharon, please let me know about you away from the science. Thank you, Anne, for this, for this opportunity. Um, I'm a proud Zimbabwean, born and raised in Zimbabwe, and I'm also a very passionate scientist and a responsible firstborn <laughs> uh, with, uh, in a family of four siblings. Okay. And um, I'm also, I would like to think I'm a very good Christian. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's basically about myself. Okay, so now we found out Sharon away from the science, right? So now everybody here would like to actually like to find out what actually made you get into science. What is the root? Like, what were there specific events that led you here, or did you just wake up and you're like, I'm gonna be, I want to do science? Mm-hmm. So please tell us about that. Honestly, I think um, it was more societal pressure. Mm-hmm. Because where I come from, like I said, I'm from Zimbabwe, it's cool to be in the sciences. Oh, okay. So when I was in my um, high school, I always admired those guys in their white lab coats and they had this huge biology book and they would like walk with it everywhere. Yeah. And for everyone, it was so cool. And all I wanted was to be in that lab coat and have, uh, have to hold that book. So that that's how I ended up in science. That's so awesome. That's that's a very interesting story. So you also wanted to be these people as well. Yeah, I wanted to be part of the cool <laughs> the team. Cool team. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, um, were your expectations fulfilled in terms of once you became a science? Uh-huh. You know, I would say I became passionate about science mm-hmm. um, when I was doing my masters. Okay. I feel like when I was doing my undergrad, when I was doing my high school, I was just moving with the wind. But like I said, I just wanted to be part of the cool team, but I really didn't have that passion or that thing that drives me. But when I was doing my master's, everything changed. I, and I was so grateful I chose to be in the cool team. Oh, that's great. So now that you are passionate about the science, because now you're a PhD candidate, yeah. can you please tell us about your research? What is human, ex- what, what is it all about? And, you know, because it's a very interesting subject, human excreta fertilizer. So can you please just elaborate so that we can hear why you're so passionate about being in the cool team? Okay. So um, I'll give you just a little bit of background. Like, um, as we know that there is um, rural to urban migration, mm. so so many people are ending up in urban areas, but usually they end up in informal settlements or in areas beyond municipal boundaries so that they can't get services. 
Okay. So you you uh, at the end of the day you have people defecating everywhere. What or does defecating mean? Excreting. <laughs> also pooing, pooing everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, okay. You have people pooing and peeing everywhere. Oh, wow. Okay. So now uh, and it's not just that, it's also from from the agricultural agricultural perspective mm-hmm. where um, nutrients keep being mined. Mm-hmm. When I say nutrients being mined, is whenever you harvest your crop, you are removing nutrients from the soil. But nothing is being taken back, okay. especially the smallholder and small scale farmers. Okay. With the commercial farmers, they have commercial or chemical fertilizers that they take back. Mm-hmm. But with our small scale farmers, usually they don't give the soil enough. So these, when you say small scale farmers, you mean the little family who's got a, a backyard, exactly. a backyard garden, and they're growing their own crops, and exactly. they don't have um, money to put in exactly. uh, more fertilizers. Exactly. Okay. So now we have soils that are depleted of nutrients, but at the same time we have this valuable resource that's human excreta that we are just flushing away each and every day. And if you didn't know that. Uh, a uh, in a year, your amount of pea can grow a hectare of wheat. What? That's fascinating. <laughs> that's very fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so that's very interesting. So now that you guys have found out this problem, yes. right? What do, what do you hope your research um, achieves? So socially and economically, you know, what do you, what is the let's say the I don't want to say the end goal because obviously this this will take some time, yeah. but your idealistic end goal, if I can say that. Okay, so like I I was explaining to you about nutrient mining and all this, so I am hoping to achieve socially to to be able to contribute to people's myths Mm -hmm. about human excreta and being able to actually show that there are so many nutrients in in human excreta, especially in urine, mm-hmm. and um, so that it can be socially acceptable to mm-hmm. be able to grow your crops with poo or pee. <laughs> so before you answer the economically mm-hmm. um, part, I just want to link with another question that I wanted to say. So what misconception or myths do people have about your your research, especially about human excreta fertilizers. Okay. So I would say it's it's in it's in two categories mm-hmm. from the science perspective and then from I can say social perspective. Okay. Because I would expect science people to understand where I'm coming from, but there is so much side eye eye from the scientists as well yes the side eye from the scientists it's surprising because this is not a new concept i mean Mm. people have been using pool and pee in their fields especially in in, in east asia but now we are just applying the science to it and also because of um, the nature of the society that we're living in now we are also trying to treat it. We are not just applying it directly as it is. So we are treating it especially to take care of um, pathogens and uh, inorganic organic 
contaminants. Okay, awesome. So then on the economic aspect, what do you hope your research um, to, will achieve? Um, uh, it's interesting because I've just known something they are calling circular economy now. Okay. It seems to be like a buzzword in, a buzzword in the economy world. Oh. And I see myself fitting in there perfectly because it's all about closing the loop. And this is what using human excreta is doing exactly because you're taking uh, excreta, putting it back to the soil, mm -hmm. you grow crops, you eat, you poo, take it back to the soil. So there is always a secular economy, nothing is getting lost, sustainability, we can say. Oh, okay. So, again, back to the economy. For somebody who is in the economics aspect of it, um, or how are people, are people making money, like, you know, money from this? Like you said, that there's a circular economy, but where in that circular aspect are there people who are actually making, you know, money? That's, that's yeah. what drives the world around. I understand. Um, so, I think so far people are still making money from the first part of the value chain which is the making of the toilets because now they are trying to make toilets that separate the pool and the people okay so already people are doing that mm. right there are already people um, manufacturing toilets that separate the pool and the people and then there are people who are coming up with technologies especially through the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates reinvent the toilet challenge. Oh, okay. So they're also coming up with technologies to treat this excreta to be used as a fertilizer. So, so far, I feel there are people making money in that sense. But towards the end of the value chain, because it's still research, mm -hmm. um, there is not really, people are still trying to make business models out of it. I just know of one company in Kenya. Yes, sure. Sanergy. Please. Yeah. What Sanergy. is it? Sanergy. Sanergy. Yeah, Sanergy. Google it. Yes. <laughs> I just know of one um, company in Kenya that's making uh, excreta fertilizers, like, and it's actually selling these fertilizers in Kenya. And also um, another company uh, that's making black soldier fly out of excreta okay that's very very interesting so what you're doing sounds amazing right do you think young Sharon when she was younger and she wanted to get into the cool team of becoming a scientist did you think that she would be here you know um, and with that being said if there is a young Sharon somewhere out there who might be listening to something like this who sees um, different different people in science doing really amazing things. What advice would you give them in terms of you know being interested in research specifically in your field? Okay, uh, I would say yes. I saw myself and no, I did it. In okay. the sense that um, I've always been told that I was too ambitious from mm -hmm. a young age, and it's with me and instead of bringing me down I think it actually brought me up because mm. that ambition of that two ambitions didn't stop me from doing anything and here I am doing excreta wow. research where nobody really wants to go into and uh, for a young Sharon I would say um, 
Well, while you think on that, um, just to give you even more motivation, today is actually the International Day of Women and Girls in Science. I think it's even more appropriate that we actually host, we're doing this today. So, you know, it doesn't have to be something inspirational, but just like you said, especially like you said, somebody who is being told you're too ambitious and you can't do that. What, what, what did you have um, at that young age that you would like them to also have so that they don't listen mm-hmm. to other people? Okay, um, I think what I had was a support system. Okay. I had an amazing support system. And I like how you have said that today is women and girls in science, mm-hmm. but there are heroes behind that girls and women in science specifically for me my dad yeah. was my greatest hero it's oh. ironic that we are talking about women but there are heroes behind that my dad and my brothers were like really my heroes oh, okay. and i would say i was very fortunate that most of the men that matter in my life mm-hmm. were a very strong support system so i think having a strong support system helped me through and also just not um, letting that ambition die no matter what yeah yeah that also uh, helped me through and to a young Sharon I would say that um, find where you're comfortable mm. and take up space yes take up space yes. Miss Universe told us yes to take up space so it's a matter of knowing who you are when can you work best how do you work best? You don't have to follow social norms. Mm. If it works for you, do it mm-hmm. and take up space. Oh, thank you, Sharon. That is probably the best way we could end off this interview. Again, thank you so much for taking the time and thank you so much for taking up space in a world and continuing to have that ambition. I know you personally and I know that you one of the people who inspire me. So specifically on this day, you know, women, Day of Women and Girls in Science, you're one of those people who have also inspired me. So just thank you so much. And for anyone who's interested, we'll post um, all of Sharon's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles. So if you'd like to get in touch to find out more, you know, you can honestly do that. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Roots of the Science. It's your girl, Anne, with an E. Until next time, bye.